We're starting with this song as an intro, and we haven't done that for quite some time. Um, but this morning, I started working on a list uh, of songs that I would like to hear at next Thursday's Metro Parks Retroscape with Eric Chase. Um, I'd say a quarter of them you would approve of. You'd be like, what is this? Probably like you are with this song right now. Um, Music Sounds Better from 1999 by Stardust, which happens to mix perfectly with uh, Lady by Mojo. Oh, my soul. If, uh, if, if If we go the dance route, I mean, I don't know what A-Dub has planned for, for the Metro Parks retro skate uh, music-wise. I mean, it is supposed to be retro, and I don't know if a lot of current music is is, is skate music-friendly anyway. Like, I do want to keep it to skating music. Oh, no hip-hop. Not, like, mumble stuff, but it's got to have something, like, you can skate to, you can bop to, you can shuffle skate to. Like, that's one of those songs that you can definitely do that to. As I was putting the list together, and I, I didn't want to edit out all the hooks or parts of the song um, to play here. So I will post the list I'm working on on social, uh, on my Instagram and other places, and you can see if you know any of them. Some I'm certain you will not know, like some of the uh, old East Coast freestyle songs that were never hits anywhere near here. There's other ones that you would know, and and, and this is the perfect perfect song, perfect um tempo beat bounce to it like we're playing let's we're playing let's get married by jagged edge the the remix we're gonna play uh the cha-cha slide so stuff like that will, will be the, the core of the night and if we do go back and play dance stuff it's it, it could be pretty old stuff but you'll get that these are definitely skating songs uh, casey and the sunshine band um earth wind and fire um i could give you i could give you these skate to that uh prince uh, erotic city and kiss would be good skating songs um this can do this definite skating rink jam shame uh we've only have three hours to put all these in um I keep stumbling on on the air. And by the way, I'm a little manic right now because a very dear friend has hunted down some what are likely to be very hard to find Transformers. Uh, she got all that were there. I asked her to get more if they were there. There, there. there wasn't, so I left those. And I don't buy these to be a scalper to make a bunch of money on, on eBay or whatever. Some people do that. Some people we even like hook up with Walmart or Target employees and go, hey, I know this is in the back. Will you get that for me? Um, excuse me. <clears throat> I buy extras um, because I have a little community online, like many of us do. I'm in some Transformers groups, some people I know I talk about. And if they can't find the stuff, I'm happy to send them one if they were to like hook me up with shipping or something. At least, these are, at least people that I know and connect with occasionally would get them. So I'm a little mad because I was really excited. She told me she got them, and I was over at the Walmart on Glendale like that. And I'm all scattered right now, doing eight things at once. Um, With the Metro Parks, when I talk about it on the air, I keep calling it the Retro Parks. I'm transposing, and that's not what I'm manic at all. The Metro Parks Retroscape. I keep getting a question that truly perplexes me. 
Do you not skate? Some people have said, are you going to skate? Um, and I get that that question. Like, it seems like you're the, you're the host, the, the radio show's there, you're going to have time. But people who are like, can you skate? I get not, I get most people don't know most things about me. I have said a couple of times on the radio show, which I don't know how many people listen. Um, I have said between the ages of like nine, nine, ten, and 20, it's not an exaggeration to think I had skates. When I was awake, I had skates on my feet more frequently than I had shoes. I grew up at the Palace Skating Rink. Um, my dad was the manager. I started doing Friday night skates, Friday and Saturday night skates, where skating was at like the peak of its powers. Friday or Saturday night, um, it was, you know, you usually skate around the outside of the rink, and this is a big rink. Um, there were like four or 500 people at the night. So you basically, if you were skating in the middle, you could reach out and touch somebody who was on the other side. Um, that's how jammed it was. Uh, next week, by the way, for, for the retro, there we go. Um, I would definitely like to do um, uh, a slow couple skate or at least a slow skate. Um, definitely doing a shuffle skate. Definitely doing a, a backwards only skate. Um, and I, I there's like guys and girls skate, but that could be like a, a thorny little area. So backwards only, couples only or slow skate and, uh, and shuffle skate, like group skate. We're definitely doing those. But yes, I can skate. And when I said, I'm going to go to Ohio skate, this is like 2014. It's like, I've not skated in years. I have like three regrets in my life. One of them is throwing out my, my white with neon green wheels, speed skates in my move from, I think Orlando to Saginaw. Um, I was like embarrassed wearing, wearing rental skates, but they did the trick and it was easier than remembering how to ride a bike. Like I was up and on it. So yes, I do know how to skate. Um, he's been on the podcast several times and I've said to him and maybe said here, um, my friend Alex Getz, the wildlife filmmaker, wild, wildlife uh, documentary maker. Alex has been on several times for things he's done here locally. And I've joked with him that he is known, more people know him globally than people here in Toledo because of what he does and where he goes and where he shoots um, and, and does the filmmaking. But The Blade did an article on him because he's got some, something, again, up on Disney+. Plus. And uh, I, I think Alex Alex and I got to talk to him about like, signing a bun at Paco's. And he's like, I want to sign some, is it Nan? Is that how you pronounce like, the Indian bread? He's like, I want to sign some Nan at Tandor. And I was like, hey, that gives me an idea. Let's, I can't believe that this hasn't been a radio topic, a podcast topic, a social topic. I mean, how did I miss this one? Um, what what food and where would you sign something? I mean, we could expand beyond that. Like, if you want to sign some antique at the Mommy Antique Mall because you're always there, have at it. But what what item, what menu item at what restaurant would you sign? Simply... I mean, we got Pizza Palooza coming up. Oh, I can't wait for the goddamn Reddit post. The people asking, what's your favorite pizza place? I don't know. Look at the seven other times people have posted about your favorite pizza place. Um, I I went to I did Big Slice a couple weeks ago. It was fine, but I just can't pull myself away from this damn ultimate bread at Salute. The pizza is good. 
I would say Mama Mary's Big Slice Stubborn Brother is, is better pizza. I prefer that. It's not bad by any means. But I I, I get the, the ultimate bread because it's so damn good. And I was never a big feta fan. There's feta, bacon. What else is on there? Uh, a lot of garlic. The, the bread, it's, it's chewy bread. It's not real hard crust. And I get um, banana peppers on there. And it's freaking delicious. So I would, I would ask Salute if I could uh, if I could sign uh, some ultimate bread and throw that up there. What about you? What else do we have to get to? Oh, I'd never heard this before, but I figured they didn't. I don't even know where this came from. But the Toledo Zoo posted this, and and people were were familiar with it. And uh, it's one of my more shared social posts in 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 quite some time. Here we go. We got flamingos, right? Them is flamingos. I know what flamingos is. They pink. They, par- they pink. <laughs> These are um, beavers. Oh, look like oh my god. That's a crocodile. That's Wally Gator. Look how they stand up on their toes. Like, hey, cuz, we got to get up out of here, cuz. Come on. What is... What? What else? And the video was Toledo Zoo Animals. I don't know where it came from or how old it is, but it, it was hysterical. Wasn't there something else? Maybe this is part of a series where Snoop is narrating things, and it was... It was... It was... It was hysterical. Uh, reminds me of... And I'll just say, like, fish out of water type things. Um, like, where where could you put me that I would be uncomfortable having to describe something? I don't know, but you're probably thinking of places that I can't. Uh, when, uh, when the black guy was going to the St. Louis Blues games, and then SNL did a Chance the Rapper skit um, with it, that with Chance the Rapper like reporting from from a hockey game. That's what that Snoop thing reminded me of. Alex, is that sign a video? Oh, twice in the last couple of days, I have seen um, textbook. Like, remember, I, I don't know if kids have books anymore in school, but remember textbooks in elementary school? You had to make sure you get them covered. Uh, my mom, I think, used the paper bag coverings on them. Um, and we had to take good care of them. You always felt lucky, like, if you were the class that got the, the new books for the new year. Um, then you maybe have the beat up books, but remember how you get that, that book for, for the first time in September or whenever, and you're flipping through it and you look at the names of see who people had it before you. And then you flip further around and then you see (laughs) there's a picture of a dick, um, and all other kind, all other kinds of, uh, humorous things that are, that are marked in the book. I saw two pictures of textbooks with writing in them the last couple of days. One was um, like somebody giving C- CPR. And maybe you've seen this before. Instead of doing CPR, it makes it look like it's written like the guy is strangling the person on the ground. And then there's a point and he, it says, and you're next. Uh, another one was, I think, like a sphinx and someone was, uh, a penis was ejaculating on it. So it made me think of all the writing and textbooks that I had seen when I was younger. And when I was in third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I thought those people who wrote those things in textbooks were like, those people were the zenith. They were the peak of bad and criminal behavior. Little did we know things were going to get much, much worse. Um, Speaking of worse, I read something today that uh, TikTok has once again popularized a word, uh, unalive. And I guess it's just a synonym for blah, depressed, suicidal. Um, 
and that, that that's fine. The article talked about, you know, vocabulary, vernacular is always evolving. In some cases, I think it is devolving. Um, but it goes both ways. It's interesting to look at the popularity of certain words. You ever look something up, like look up a word and you get that graph to see when it was most popular. Um, most of my words are probably from like the late 19th century or so and have more syllables than most people's words use. But I, and I, whatever. Um, I like big words. I like learning new words. I was in the habit of getting the dictionary word of the day, but I figured I read so many articles. I find words in there. Um, so yeah, I get it. Language is always evolving. And I try to remind myself of that when I come across a word that I don't like a whole heck of a lot in this article itself, explaining how language evolves. Um, it, it, there was a phrase like lexical evolution. And I don't know what the second word in the phrase was, but the first word was definitely, definitely lexical. I'm like, you even made up a word for made up words. All words are made up. So unalive and the article talked about how it helps kids talk about these morbid, potentially deadly things. And uh, two things I thought were, one, I thought kids were better than anybody else talking about this. Um, and I guess as at large, as a group, they are. Um, a class of eighth graders is far more likely to talk about um, mental health and suicide and these stark topics than a bunch of 38 or 48 year olds. It's part of their lexicon. It's colloquial to them. It's part of their life. Um, so it's, I thought it was that. I, I wasn't surprised at all to see that they talk about it more. They needed a word, but I get it. If you're a kid, perhaps uh, some type of I mean, a minority, whether it's of color, sexuality, gender, whatever it is, um, you don't have, you might not have as many people as an entire classroom to talk about it. So you talk about it in these ways online. And the second thing I thought was when I have posted certain things online, sometimes for um, mental health, uh, written monologues, blog posts, whatever you want to call them. Um, I'm like, I, and I know we typically, typically get reaction, but it, it doesn't I'm like, Oh, there's a word in there that has flagged the Facebook, the AI Facebook monitor. Um, and then there's times where I'm like telling a joke, like you, I think I got, I think I got dinged a couple of times writing the word kill on Facebook. Like I'm going to kill Andre. And I got flagged and suspended and I, I fought. I was like, I love my dog. I, I, I'm speaking tongue in cheek, completely joking. Um, so I wonder if saying unalive is a workaround for words that might get squashed by whatever algorithm is monitoring whatever social media um, people are on. Good. The more we talk about it, the easier it is, and the more lives we can save, and the more we can keep people from getting to these places to begin with. One last thing. Um, a lot of the, and I won't get too granular with this, too in the weeds, uh, a lot of the, the Hollywood writers and actors and all that, all, all, the strike is over um, artificial intelligence. I guess one example is um, studios want to take a scan of, a, of, of an extra uh, and then use it forever. Use it for... It, it, perpetuity they could pay that person like 500 bucks for that um, or they they want to do that whereas that person would be an extra in movie after movie show after show and make hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of dollars maybe not that much 
but you're going to scam me once and not pay me like you would be paying me every time I'd come do this? I get that. Um, I get anybody wanting to try to save money. And I, like I always say, um, people that are not affluent or rich always believe they would not act like people who are rich or affluent and the decisions that they make. Maybe the people who are rich and affluent thought the same thing at one point. Then all of a sudden you come into all this money and then you've got to make the challenging decisions you were once critical of. Um, so I'm pretty pragmatic about this whole strike thing. Um, and we'll see where it lands. But AI has been a big part of these discussions. And I, I snapped at a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine the other day. Um, she was railing on AI and then I had a back and forth, um, saw an article today saying, uh, a lot of companies are ready to do AI driven articles. And it reminded me of back in 2010 when I was working for clear channel and they offered something called voice tracking, um, where people in different markets can record shows for places for, for other places. Um, and they, they build it as, uh, th- this is a tool, this is an asset for you. Like if you need a hand, if you're short somebody on the weekend, use them. If you want a really good talent on a, on a shift that you couldn't staff, use them. It w- I mean, that was the surface level part of it, but the reality was it was to save money and be more efficient, which you get when the company was like $20 billion in debt. Um, let's save money. And if by some chance we can, you know, get decent programming out of it, so be it. But we're, we're saving the money. It's going to be the same thing with a lot of writing as, as well. Um, and somebody that I talked to or hopped into this thread today saying, the article that I read was from an AI was very generic and boilerplate and not very helpful. Um, and I like to add a phrase to the end of anybody's criticism of AI, because this is so reminiscent of when recorded radio, recorded live, recorded DJs took over the landscape um, 10 years ago. It is like the same thing. And I can give you one more sports example as well as this all ties together. Um, Yeah, AI can't do that right now. Uh, I mean, it, it will learn faster than a human. If we allow it and if it is proper ethically, we let it learn. So what you're being critical of it not being able to do, remember, hey, I can't, hey, I can't, hey, I can't do that right now. And this isn't some harbinger of sci-fi terror. It's the reality. Look at just where basic technology. Let's go back. Let's go back to 1999. There's no way you were going to tell me that a phone would be small enough, like 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 smaller than a candy bar. Uh, and when they were called candy bar phones. Let's take another step. There is no way, I, I, when I was signing on to AOL to talk to people on AIM and chat rooms, you're telling me everything there will happen on my phone like that? Get the hell out of here. Doubt technology and futurism, if you will. Uh Last thing in the sports thing that ties into this. Uh, some very talented NFL running backs lately complain that they're not getting paid um, like they used to. Well, nope, they're, they're not. Um, it, it's funny. I tie it back to the way my industry has changed. 
where there's probably 25% of the live local radio talent on the air that there was 10 or 15 years or so ago. 30 years ago, it was it was 100%. It might, it might be 25, 20% of that now. I have been able to survive. And to be quite blunt about it, one of the ways is I put my head down, I do my job, I ask what more can I do, and I don't fucking ask for more money. But I also realize this is an industry, any legacy media, uh, there is less money than ever coming in. So who am I to ask for more money, even if I'm doing more? If I want more money and, and, I'm, and, and, I, and I'm doing more, well, this is not the line of work to be in for that. You got to go find something else. And I, the last eight months has been phenomenal here. I don't know if I'll be ever, I don't know if I'll ever be able to achieve what I wanted when I first got to Cumulus in 2017, but I'm having a blast doing what I love, which is making fun, creative, timely, topical, local radio with some pretty cool songs as well as we tweak things just a little bit day by day. So you're a running back and you have basically been replaced by like voice tracking DJs. It's it's more efficient, it's smarter, it's easier, it's better to pass a lot of times in the NFL. Why would I pay you more money? Like you're completely out of touch asking for more money. In fact, you like me, um, if you do, um, will will get released real fast because someone else will come along and they will get 75% of, you might be a super talented player, but at that position, they will be happy to get 75% of the return for 45% of the pay. You're gone. My day like that will come sometime. That was the decision. That was part of the decision made when I um, was dispatched from, from my heart. Mojo had always wanted to syndicate his show and um, his boss in Detroit had overseen uh, my cluster. At that point, I was like, ooh, the railroad tracks are going to run out Mission Impossible style, aren't they? Um, but for what they could cut in salary with me and others, and just put that on for nothing, hell yeah, they're going to do it. And obviously, for the way um, the methodologies work, they didn't lose any ratings or money. Hopefully that wasn't too technical for you. Thanks for being here today. Uh, we'd love to see you at the Barbie party tomorrow at Franklin Park Mall. Uh, you're invited to come out as early as you want. Show goes three to seven. Uh, party really starts at five, movie at seven.